Hey girl, do you keep yourself on a strict routine of what to eat, rule following and tracking because you know that you're not supposed to have certain foods? What about just the fact that you are so sick and tired of the mental drain and obsession that you have continually gone through for maybe years? Today, I'm going to share with you three steps to move you in the direction of really, truly, finally leaving behind the diet mentality that says no more than it says yes. So stick with me and let's dive in. Hey girl, welcome to the podcast, She Breaks Free. I'm Tara Josie, a wife, mom, fitness professional, and recovered obsessor of diet and exercise. If you're ready to finally break free from what you're supposed to do and find out what's best for you, gain solutions on the diet that works for your body and learn fitness strategies to change your health, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more or connect with me in our Facebook group, She Breaks Free. Okay, it's time to put your big girl pants on, lay that cookie down. Let's get into today's show. So when we are following a, a plan, uh, something that this diet culture around us pushes out, whether it might be Weight Watchers, whether it might be um, Whole30, whatever it is, there's always, no, there's always things that you want to avoid, right? They, there's always this list of foods you shouldn't eat. And a lot of times we have, because of this, and if we have been sucked into this and we've obsessed with food all of our life most of the time it's because we've said we've had to say no to things more than we've said yes and this is certainly mentality that builds and builds and then all of a sudden you're like how did i get to this place how did, how has my mind shifted so much that i look at food and i'm like i shouldn't have that or i can't have that why why is that so paralyzing to us and truly, there is absolutely no freedom until we are able to let go and really overcome this diet mentality of saying no more than we say yes to yes to food. And, you know, thinking about myself, you know, saying no to food, certain foods like all week long. No, I shouldn't eat that. No, I don't want to have that. But then yet going on the weekends and binging on all the things, cookies, whatever my week my weak points and yet then I would go to say no throughout the week I would say no to these certain things but yet then on the weekends I would go and binge so if we think about this with common sense like in my mind I would have done so much better had I allowed myself some of the yeses throughout the week so that I wouldn't go onto the weekend and just go crazy and you know it's like what well, which which one is better and it really does come down to coming up with this breaking point. You, you got to be at this breaking point of just being so sick and tired of it so that you can begin to walk out of it. And for me, the breaking point of ending my relationship with the diet mentality, really just so tired of everything being off limits, the things that I really wanted being off limits, because once that, once I released that, once I lifted that restriction, it didn't really look that great to me. And I don't know if that's just humankind. That's the human brain. It's like when we're told no about something, it's like we want it even more. And so when that, that shift happened in my mind, it was a complete game changer. And 
giving yourself permission based on really what is impacting my behavior. And so I, I want to share this with you today because it truly is something that can be a part of this journey for you. It's called permission-based eating. And it comes out of this idea of the abundance mindset, which I did a podcast on a few a few weeks ago. But the abundance mindset is really that any food is available to you pretty much at any time. Now, in the United States, we are very blessed to pretty much have whatever we want whenever we want it. And which can certainly be a bad thing. And, but with that mentality, permission-based eating comes out of this, like really giving yourself permission to say yes, way more than you say no, allowing yourself the ability to have a bite, have a, have a serving, have a little bit and not that deprivation mindset. So I'm going to give you three steps. So if you want to grab a pen and notepad or just type these into your phone, Step one is what are you saying no to? So let's identify what are the things that you're saying no to? Is it, is it sodas? Is it sweets? Is it fried foods? Is it all sugar? Like what, what is that no for you that you constantly say no to? Because you know, this is exactly what you have to do to follow. And if you don't do this, then you're going to gain 20 pounds. You know, what, what is that for you? I want you to be challenged in looking truly at the big dial movers. What are the big dial movers that are really going to affect your body, that are really going to affect your goals in terms of, let me just give you an example. So if you enjoy drinking a Diet Coke and you have one every couple of days, or even if you have one a day, this is me, I have one a day. I would rather have one Diet Coke and really have that satisfying. I love the fizz. I love that cold, cold fizz. And I enjoy I enjoy that. That is part of what I enjoy. Now, if I took that out completely, which I have, I've I've actually fasted and, and gone for 40 days without a Diet Coke and I survived. But when that time period was over. I could feel this sense of, well, I got it. I got to have it. I got to have it. I got to have it. But if I completely remove that from my diet, I'm going to seek out something else that is probably not going to be great for me. Now, is a Diet Coke that good for me? No. Aspartame, what's it doing to my brain? I, I don't know. But I enjoy it and it allows me to, to have a little bit of satisfaction in my nutrition, in my diet. It, it really doesn't give me any nutritional value. However, is it making me gain weight? No. If I took it out of my, my normal eating routine, if I took it out of my daily part of what I do, it could shove me or move me towards seeking out something else to fill that missing place. It'd be a snack. Could be something else that I get myself into and so for me, that works. So you got to figure out what dial mover for you is, is the big one. If it's, if it's a small dial mover, then why are we putting so much energy and time and mental obsession into it? The, the second part under step one here is what really is going to impact your body and then what is impacting your obsessing. And so what you're saying no to, if the obsession of it is overtaking everything else, it's not healthy for you. It doesn't matter what it is. We have to understand that 
the obsession of food is such a behavior that far outweighs gaining two or three pounds, right? I mean, if we, if we have lived in this deprivation and we have been trying to be in calorie restriction for months upon months upon months, our bodies cannot stay in calorie deficits. It's just not possible. We should be living most of our year, 80% of the time, we should be maintaining our weight. And then <clears throat> different periods throughout the year, maybe you want to you try to do a little bit of calorie deficit, a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, and put yourself in that calorie deficit just for a brief period of time. And then you go right back to maintenance. This is how you, this is how you lose weight effectively, but you've got to do it when you're working. You might need to work with a nutrition coach. I would be happy to help you with that. But when we're constantly living month after month, after month, after month, trying to restrict calories, this obsession with it is far worse for our bodies and our metabolism than if we were just to live in maintenance, be free from this food obsession, and then be able to implement some some things where we are slowly doing some calorie deficits, maybe a couple weeks at a time, different periods of the year. So I want you to consider that as you're thinking about what you say no to. Secondly, step two, overcoming the scarcity mindset. This is really huge because a lot of us live in scarcity without even realizing it a lot of times. And one of my, one of the tools that is used here in this idea of really evaluating scarcity mindset is the ability to share food. And I was on a coaching call uh, the other day and they were talking about a client who really, you know, when they go out to dinner with their husband, they don't, they don't want to share a dessert. They just want their own dessert. Because if I've, if I've worked this hard all week and this is my treat, I'm not going to share this. This is going to be my dessert. I'm not going to have a, I'm not, they're not going to get two forks with one plate. This is just mine, all mine. Well, if, if we stop to think about that behavior, that's a scarcity mindset. Like if you and your husband split the dessert and you really, truly wanted to get another one, you really could get another one. But there's this something within us that wants to hold on to and have it all for ourselves. And if you can't share your food with your friend, your spouse, you know, then you've got to think, okay, what, what is really deep within me that I really need to examine here? Because we truly could get another one if you, if you ran out and you really, truly wanted more. Knowing there will always be more if you need it. This is where we start to begin to come out of this mindset that, you know what, if we run out, chances are we can go get more, right? It's not, it's not this negative, this mindset that we're going to restrict, um, but it does create this idea that it's going to, you're going to desire more and you're going to end up binging later. So allowing ourselves to understand that it's super important for us to address the scarcity mindset that we have. If I don't get it now, I'll never get it again. And if you have that as a part of your journey, this is definitely a piece to consider. Step three here is to give yourself the permission. Again, permission-based eating, saying yes more than you say no. And let's talk about this. And you may be in a place where you are really concerned about, if I say yes to everything, I'm going to gain like 30 pounds because I will just eat everything. This is where you can certainly begin to feel like you can't trust yourself around food. 
And this is where, you know, working with a nutrition coach like myself, you can really get that accountability. And maybe you're not ready for that yet. Maybe you're not ready for the ability to trust yourself to say yes to everything, but there can, there might be some things that you are saying no to that really aren't that impactful to your physical body. They're more impactful to your mental. So thinking about heck, I've mentioned this several times, hunger, energy, and cravings, HEC. These are where, this is how you're, you have the ability to give yourself permission to choose your food, right? So if you are faced with a lot of hunger and you are in this place of, oh gosh, I'm starving. I've let myself go too long without eating. And all I want to do is just raid the pantry because dinner's going to take too long to cook. This is a place where you're like, have to evaluate, well, why, why did I wait so long to, to make sure that I was staying fueled? Why did I wait so long to eat? And so it's really about making sure that your hunger, energy, and cravings are always in check. When you start to get a little bit hungry, begin to address it. Don't try to white knuckle your way through the afternoon. And then you know when you get home, it's going to be a game on, right? So can you bring some things in your bag if you're at work? Can you have some things on hand that will take that edge off instead of white knuckling it all the way through? Give yourself the permission to have a snack and not try to hold out until it's time for you to get dinner. So this is really huge because, you know, it's not about just because you think you're saving yourself some calories, you're not right. Because you go home and you just start eating while you're making dinner. And then you've already added more calories than you would have had you had a little bit of a snack, a little bit of a nutritional relief to get you through to dinner. 80% fullness can really help you here begin to change this habit. You know, needing you need more when you get up from the table. So if you have the ability to to really begin to to practice this, like what does 80% look like? What does 80% feel like for yourself? 80% fullness would be feeling satisfied, definitely not feeling stuffed, feeling like you could probably have a couple more bites, but you're good. And practicing this to get to the place of never feeling full right? We want to feel satisfied. And for you, if this is very hard because you overeat, do something else. Change the habit of just staying in that seat and continuing to put it in your mouth until your plate is empty. Slow yourself down. Be mindful of what you're eating. Enjoy what you're eating. Really taking the time to think about it. And as you begin to eat more and more, okay, put your fork down, pause, really internally like think about, okay, I'm probably satisfied right now and excuse yourself from the table, get up from the table, go to the restroom, walk outside the restaurant or whatever you've got to do to change the behavior of just sitting there and continuing to eat off your plate. You could get up from the table and then have your, have your guests that you're with, go ahead and tell the waitress to box it up. So that when you come back, you're not continually feeling like you got to eat it because it just tastes so good. Knowing that, hey, I could have the rest of this tomorrow. I could go ahead and um, box this up and take it and I can have lunch for tomorrow. So it's really beginning to change the behavior patterns and practice these tools that can kind of get you out of this way of, you know, allowing yourself what it is that you want to eat, eating to 80% fullness. And if you're somebody who has a habit of overeating, 
get up from the table and walk away. Tell yourself that you can take it home and you can enjoy it the next day. So these three steps really are just one small piece of this permission-based eating, the abundance mindset. This is all in this Moderation 365 curriculum and lifestyle. It's eating the same 365 days a year. It is never feeling like you're restricting. It's always feeling like you're satisfied and you still have the ability to make healthy choices. You have the ability to choose the things that you want, but never saying no to things that you really, really would like to have. And it's really about the, the relationship with food. It's not about the restriction and then you end up going to binge later. It's really about food is not the enemy here and your obsession with it is overtaking your life. So I encourage you today, I, I challenge you to really start practicing these tools. It works. It's a slow go. It is staying steady with it every single day, being mindful, pushing towards the door of freedom versus staying in this chains, the chains of bondage, truly. And the mental piece of this is just keeps you so isolated. And so I pray that you will really let go of the mental load and begin to really understand that there's so much enjoyment in life outside of this place of food obsession. So if you would love to share where you are, um, I would love to hear it. You can email me at TaraJ at dietditching.com, T-A-R-A-J at dietditching.com, or come into our Facebook group, She Breaks Free. And there's other folks in that group that really are in a place where you may be. And it's just great to encourage one another and just know that there are other people who are living this space, um, living this mental battle. And I just pray that you will take a step today. So hope this has blessed you. Take care. If you have been blessed today, you can thank me big by heading over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a written review of the show. I would be so grateful. Secondly, if you want to connect with me and others who are like-minded, go to Facebook and join She Breaks Free group. It's a private group where you can feel safe and always share your heart. I will be there to answer questions, provide tips, and help you in your journey to freedom. Here's to you breaking free. God bless.